talking these last couple sessions of the feeding of the 5,000 where Jesus gave fulfillment to many people and is a lot more than 5,000 because the scripture says uh, you look at chapter 14 of the book of Matthew the story goes between 13 and 21 you see that it was 5,000 men not including women and children so you're talking about 10 to 20,000 people that Jesus gave fulfillment to physically but also he was healing people and he was given encouragement. He was teaching people, the book of Mark says, who gives a different vantage point of the same story. And so it's just exciting to see Jesus do these things. And we get excited about these things. But remember, as we talked about previously, Jesus was in pain when he was doing these things. He was using his private pain as a catalyst for what he would do in his public platform. That Jesus was understood that his call in public was even greater than his pain in private. Because that's what he did. I mean, he used it to go forward and do what he was called to do, do what he was purposed to do. But he was also showing his disciples that this is what you do with your platform, that this is what you do. You use all of your private experiences, your abilities, your passion, everything that you have within you, and you put those together in a pot, you'll come up with the stew of your purpose. So all of those things will show you how you're supposed to impact people, whether it's your family, whether it's your church, whether it's your job, wherever God has placed you, he's given you a platform, whether it's social media. I know I told you in the last session that we had, last podcast, that as a chaplain of the Cowboys, these guys have a total of almost 20 million people that are under the sphere of their influence. The question is not do they have a platform, the question is how, how do they use the platform they have. And I talk to them about that and I'm talking to you and myself about this same thing. And Jesus shows us that. He saw the crowd, he had compassion, but his disciples didn't get it. And we talked about last time how his disciples saw a need. They saw people sitting in darkness. They saw that it was a desolate place, that people were empty. And their grand idea after watching Jesus was just go ahead and send people to the villages so that they can get themselves something to eat and that they can pay the price for themselves. And we've gotten into that. We have, we're too busy. Uh, pretty much. We, we see all the things that Jesus has done. We read the Bible. The preacher tells it to us. We get excited. We do cartwheels down the aisles of our church because of all of the great things that Jesus has done. But we ourselves don't get it. When we see a need, when we see people in darkness, we send them to the culture where they're going to have to pay a hefty price tag to find fulfillment on their own. As you see in verse 15, it says, when it was evening, the disciples came to him and said, this place is desolate. One problem, the hour is already late, it's dark, another problem. So send the crowds away so that they may go into the villages and buy food for themselves. So these men saw the problems, but they came up with the wrong solution. After following Jesus, they didn't make the connection that when you see a need, you do what Jesus has done. You give compassion. You find a way to bring fulfillment. You use all of the things that you've gone through in private and you conjure those things up for that moment to be used in your public platform and however God has placed you in the individual spheres that you're in. And what did Jesus tell his disciples? He's going to tell the disciples the same thing that I'm going to tell you, because I'm just going straight from God's word, as God has used this story to encourage me and challenge me in my own life. But Jesus said to them, they don't need to go away. You give them something to eat. And I love that because I could see kind of this 
personality of Jesus. I mean, you got, you got this exclamation point at the end of this sentence where these disciples come up with this grand idea. We see a need, we see a problem, but let's send the crowds to the culture so they can buy themselves something to eat. And Jesus looks back at them and says, are you kidding me? Why would you send the crowds away? Did you not just see what I just did? Did you not just see how I use my public platform? Were you not just sitting in church? Did you not just hear what the preacher said? Did you not just see um, all of the things that I have done? Did you not just read my word? Did you not just gain encouragement by all the encouragement and healing and teaching that I just gave? And your grand idea is to see that need in the person that's at your job, to see that need in the person that's in your family uh, beyond just the people who are sitting in your house. Did you not just see what I just did and come up with this grand idea to not show compassion or teach them or pray for them, but to send them to the culture? Jesus said, come on, disciples, you're hanging out with me. You're seeing what I'm doing. And your job is to replicate it, not just understand it, but to become doers, not just hear it, but to become doers of the word. And that's what Jesus is trying to pull out of them. He's saying, don't send the crowds away, guys. You feed them. You use your gift, skills, talents, and abilities. You use the things that have been given. You, you feed them. But not only is Jesus telling them to feed them because that's something that they're supposed to be looking to use their platform to do, but he's also telling them that because as long as they are with him, they have the ability to do the things that they don't think they can do. That's why Philippians 4.13, one of uh, people's favorite verses to quote, is I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He wants them to know, and he's about to take them through a scenario so that they can understand that no matter what situation they face, no matter what's going on, no matter what circumstances, that they have the ability to accomplish the kingdom goals that God has set them out to accomplish. It's not just random stuff. You can't use Philippians 4.13 as a way to say, well, I can jump out of a four-story building from the top floor and land on my feet. That's kind of the way people use that passage. But that passage is in any scenario, no matter what you're going through, no matter what circumstances you're facing, that you do have the ability to push through those and then use those in your future platform based on the kingdom calling that God has on your life. So he told these disciples, hey, you see the need, don't send the crowd away, you feed them. One of the reasons why evil prevails is because good men do nothing. And we have to remember that. One of the reasons why there's emptiness everywhere in people is because good men do nothing. And by men, I mean mankind, men and women. One of the reasons why we have all of this uh, hatred, we have all of these things happening is because church people do nothing. We see what Jesus has done, but then we say, okay, well, send the crowds away. Time for us to move on because we've been doing this a long time. We need to understand that what Jesus said to the disciples is the same thing that he's saying to us. Hey, guys, you've seen what I've done. Now you do it, exclamation point, that Jesus was driving this point home. I remember my dad telling the story about the Titanic. He basically got to the bottom line, and the bottom line is, why did 1,500 people die in the Titanic? 1,500 people died in the Titanic because the people who were saved and safe in the lifeboats found it too risky to go back and save anybody else. Even though their lifeboats were not filled and had plenty of room, John 14, in my father's house, there's plenty of rooms. Even though they had the space, 
they found it too risky because they were already saved, because they were already uh, in church and they were already doing well and uh, they were already close to Jesus and because they've seen Jesus work in their own lives and they heard the preacher talk about Jesus and because they already felt saved and are saved, that they found it too risky to go save other people and put other people in the position that they are currently in. So people drowned, people froze to death, people experienced death, not because of them, that, that was the waters that they were in, but because of the people who were saved in the boat. Are you saved in the boat, but you find it too risky, or you feel like you don't have enough to go save other people? Are you fine with where you are? Just like the disciples, they were standing close to Jesus and they were fine, but they decided to just go ahead and send the crowds away. Be careful that you don't get so complacent in where you stand with Jesus that you don't do what Jesus has called you to do with the platform that he has given you. He said, guys, you feed him. And what was their response? Their response was simply this. We don't have enough. Jesus, we only have five pieces of bread and two fish. What are we supposed to do with that? We don't have enough. They looked at the call that Jesus put on their lives, and only thing they saw is their inadequacy. They were looking in the wrong place. They didn't think about what Jesus had just done, all of the healing, all of the encouraging, all of the teaching, all of the things that Jesus was doing with 20,000 people approximately standing out there. When Jesus put a call on their life, they felt like they had insufficient funds. They felt like there was too many insufficiencies in their own life that they can't do a work even though Jesus just gave them a charge. Do you feel like that? Is that the reason why you and I, maybe sometimes we sit back and we watch the emptiness in the crowd, we watch the darkness in the lives of people, and we don't go forward to minister to them? Is it because we're thinking that we're inadequate? And well, you know what? I, I struggle in that same area. I can't preach that sermon or, man, I... Uh, what can I say? I, I haven't been the father that I've been called to be, or what can I do? Am I, I haven't been the mother that I've been called to be, or how can I touch this person? How, you're looking at your own inadequacies to determine whether you're going to be obedient to God's word. And God told them what he told them, knowing that they had insufficient funds. God already knows that we've fallen short. The Bible already tells us that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We recognize that. But that doesn't mean that we still don't have the command from Jesus himself saying, go ye therefore and make disciples, teaching them, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That is our charge. That is our job. He's not asking us first, do you have enough? to do the job. He wants you to do the job and to know with him that you automatically have enough. I want you to understand this so that you're not afraid to go out and do the job that God has called you to do. Jesus told them, exclamation point, when they thought they didn't have enough, he said, you know what? That doesn't matter. I've still given you a charge. You feed them. And he's telling the same thing to you and I. It's time for us to feed them. It's time for us to be steadfast, unmovable, always abound in the work of the Lord, because I'm telling you, we do have enough with Christ who strengthens us. It will not go in vain. We'll see you next time. But Christ didn't take the loss on the cross for you to stand still as if he didn't win, but he did win. Born again, free from sin, live again, fear no man, salvation, but it's time for you to start cause a call of jaywalking.